Hey there, folks, and welcome to episode 104 of Eddie and Caleb's HeroCast. Of course, my name is Caleb Baldwin. You can follow me on Twitter at IamCalebB. That's I am Caleb and then another B. Follow my friend, co-host, and producer, Eddie Cornelison, at E-D-D-Y-C-8-5. Follow the show at EC underscore Hero. And check out our Instagram, EC HeroCast. Gmail is EC HeroCast at gmail.com. And as always, check me out every Thursday morning on the Grave Consequences podcast, which is a part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Eddie, working this new shift, man, I feel like I got like stung by like an insect of some sort, like a like a hornet, or like maybe a green hornet. Well, you should probably go to the doctor. Maybe that would be uh, my my best advisement. Yeah. I don't know. I think maybe um, Hopper from um, Stranger Things might have uh, poisoned me, maybe. For starting a new shift? Yes, I think that's what happened. I think Hopper poisoned me. I don't think that makes any sense. It doesn't, necessarily. But it may or may not have happened in the movie we're reviewing today. The Green Hornet! Starring Seth Rogen. Yeah. Yeah. Seth Rogen entering the hero verse. And you know, I, I've never seen the Green Hornet, so that's my history with the movie. What uh, a what a what a cameo at the beginning, by the way. Oh yeah. I've seen it one and a half times. That uh, doesn't surprise me. Why? Uh because of the cameo. Oh no, I had nothing to do with the cameo. Okay. Uh, I saw it in the theater and uh I remember, I um, I remember like halfway during the movie, I'd use the bathroom so bad. But I have this thing where I don't like to get up during the middle of a movie to use the bathroom, so I held it. Mm. And um, it's uh, let's see, it stems from when I went to the bathroom during Jurassic Park, the original. And whenever I see the scene where they're running in the field with all those, I don't know what they are. Um, the one planting dinosaurs, and then the T-Rex eats one, and they hide under a log. I always think, like, I've seen this scene one less time than every other scene in the movie. So because of that, I don't like to, uh, I don't like to get up in the movies and go to the bathroom because of that scene. Uh, the halftime that I saw it, it was... Uh, let's see, when did this come out? January, uh, yeah, January of 11. Probably a few months after it came out, um, this girl and I at work were talking. Just in the get-to-know-you phase, really. Yes. And then she just messaged me and was like, hey, I'm uh, house-sitting at my aunt's. I'm just watching some movies. You want to come over? It's like, well, of course. Uh, and this was about 11 o'clock at night. So I walk in. Halfway through Green Hornet. So, watched the rest of Green Hornet. And then uh, when the movie was over, we hugged and I said goodnight. And uh, that was the other half that I uh, saw of the Green Hornet. Nice. What were you doing in Jan- around January 14, <laughs> 2011? Uh, you know. Um, let's see. Jan- You're out of school by then, right? Yeah, I was out of school. Um, probably, so I was at the same job that I met the girl, the, the very nice young lady, where nothing happened. Mm-hmm. 
And, uh, uh, January of 2011, that would have been the year, or the month, when we, uh, we being Ohio State, finally got off the, uh, have never beaten an SEC team in a bowl game, Schneid. (laughs) Sorry, that didn't happen. It did. It was, uh, Arkansas, (laughs) so not the most powerhouse of SEC teams, but it was nice to get one. No, sir, that game did not happen. It did happen. Uh, eliminating <laughs> wins is the dumbest punishment, and uh, I agree. I don't. I agree. I don't uh, accept that, yeah. especially when what they did is now legal. So. Yep. Um. It never should have been illegal, but whatever. Yeah. Um. So I was probably celebrating that and just happy that uh, happily we got that taken care of, and you know, we'd go on to win more bowl games against the SEC. Yeah, good to hear, good to hear. Uh, me, sophomore in high school, um, not doing much of anything, bruh. I, I don't want to, I don't, I hate to disappoint you, but like, again, still no license. What am I doing other than occasionally driving to, uh, the store with my permit? When, That's about it. When, when can we expect the Caleb Baldwin life story to get interesting? I don't know, man. Like, here's the thing you grow up in a small town you don't have a license what are you gonna do my man this is between sports seasons as well this like i was only playing football so like nine months out of the year i'm not hardly doing anything i don't know i feel like we're gonna have to wait till like venom until something really cool happens oh no we're gonna have to wait until morbius i'm sure oh jeez. <laughs> yeah you started a new shift at work i i did yeah <laughs> Where you work like 3 a.m. till 9 or some ridiculous uh, thing. Off, it's 4 a.m. to 1 p.m., sir. Oh, yeah. Either way, that being said, also, there's no We're not doing the time capsule of like in the 2020s. We're not doing that. That's dumb. That's dumb. What was um, I doing? I was doing the podcast. That's stupid. That's silly. We're absolutely doing it because I've already pre filled it all out. Cap. I absolutely have. Either way. Either way, champions in wrestling. In the WWE, you had The Miz as the WWE champion on Raw. Edge... <sighs> Miz sucks. Hot take. Uh, Wow. Going after Ohio's own. Yeah. As a mid-carder, he's fine. Yeah. That's where he should stay. How about a Miz-carder? How about get off my TV, reinvent yourself for once, you hack. Edge... As world heavyweight champion on SmackDown, in what would be his next to last run as champion before he retired for nine years. Uh, in TNA, here's a name you probably thought you wouldn't hear: Ken Anderson as TNA world heavyweight champion. Yeah, that was um, that was one of the few when WWE fired. I'm thinking, what the hell are they thinking? And it's like, oh yeah, they got that one right. Yeah, he just he uh, got kind of fat and stopped caring. Um, Ring of Honor, Roderick Strong, the Messiah of the Backbreaker, World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, number one song in the United States by digital download at the time, Grenade by Bruno Mars. That's a bop. Bruno Mars, Grenade. Yeah, that's not bad. You know, I'd catch a grenade for you, Eddie. I get hit with grenades a lot in Warzone. It's annoying. Nice. You probably, you probably, yeah, whatever. Never mind. You know what Never. grenade means, right? No, I have no clue. 
it's uh it's a slang words. term for like if um like if if say the two of us went out like at a bar no i know what the slang term means i thought but i thought you're talking about war zone oh well in war zone a grenade is a grenade okay Something yes you throw at yes, somebody very, to blow them up i'm very familiar with um the term the slang term grenade and 100% like I'm jumping on a grenade for you, Ed, because I'm going to be honest, you're the better looking of the two of us. I mean, I got some nice shoulders on me, but that's about it. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, maybe <laughs> no if, problem, may, maybe if I had uh, some green horn, we could get the, the, the lady in the mood, you know? Yeah. So apparently Seth Rogen really did it for her. Well, or, or, you, know, you know what? It was probably Cato, to be honest. He was. Well, you know what does it? You know what does it? Money. Yeah. Money's always good. And money helps out. Well, I mean, in this case, it was just the movie, and uh, it was, uh, I don't know. It's one of those things, like, oh, okay, we're just going to just gonna skip all the get-to-know-you stuff, and uh, what is it, uh, when, like, when a player um, makes their first major league at-bat and hits a home run? Those are always fun. Yeah. So I thought you said you got a hug and nothing else happened. Oh, well, you know. It's were, you li- were you lying to me? No. Were you bear- were you bear- were you bearing a false witness to your boy? Uh, you know, I'm just making it nice for the the listeners. Just keeping it clean. That was the only uh bit of romance involved in any of these movies. Mm. Nice. Not getting any sloppy toppy during Venom or whatever. Uh n- <laughs> no, but uh Drive with um Ryan, yeah, Ryan, Ryan Gosling. Um, yeah. That one was in the. Uh, never mind. Yep, this guy. <laughs> guy. Well, All Ryan right. Gosling, I can get. I mean, he's a handsome man. Uh, oh. Seth Rogen, eh, not so much. Not so much, and he's a bad friend. Yeah. But to Cato and to other people. Uh, but that being said. The financials here. This had a budget of $115 million. I believe I went in the middle between 110 and 120 on that, if I'm not mistaken. I always do the middle, so I went with 115. Yeah. And I, this had a box office of 227.8. That means this had a profit of $112.8 million. Mm hmm. Not, 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 not a bad day at the office. Puts it at 33 on the list. Yeah. The uh, the inflation's 142.3. And uh, let's see, it's in between Ghost Rider and Hulk. Mm. The OG Hulk, 03. Mm. That, that one. That seems fitting for some reason. Well, they're both green. Well, also they're both not really that good. Um, <laughs> critically, what are we looking at? Almost a score, Agami. Critics, 44%. <laughs> fans, 43%. i am sorry, it's just... So close. Calling it a score, Agami, cracks me up, because that's not what that means at all. Well, it, it's almost one. When I mean, I'm just going to say when the people agree, and the critics and the fans agree, it's a score, guy. This was almost one. 44-43. So... It would have been just got to kick that extra point in the end. He banged it off the uprights and yes, the Matt fans, Nagy, the fans fell doubled, short. He double, double doinked it. Yeah. Mm. yeah. 
Oh, well. Shout out Mitchell Trubisky, starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Either way. Be a long year. <laughs> yes. Uh, cast? Sure. Okay. Let me pull that up real quick. Well, how about, uh, let's see. Hopper? If you want. Yeah, he was fine. This is when he was a relative unknown. Also, most obvious bad guy, clearly. Like, like from the first time you see him, it's like, oh, this guy's the bad guy. Well, he was, yeah. I would say so. I mean, you know, if we learn anything from Batman, it's that DAs are shady characters. Yes, they are. Um, man, this new Especially shift. when they have a vat of acid, like, on their face. Like, that doesn't help. This new shift is really wearing you out. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to... You're not boring me. It's just one of those, like, I'm still adjusting to my sleep pattern. Maybe you should get a MyPillow. <laughs> no. Alright. No, do you want me to, to support the Control Your Narrative movement? No. Is, are they a sponsor? Uh, what's his name? Mike, whatever. Mike Pillow. He Mike, uh, Mike Lindell. Mike Pillow. Yes, he. Uh, I guess he is a backer for CYN. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are in control, Eddie. That's good. Hey, no toe phase, dude. Mm-hmm. That's good. Uh, yeah. you know. What, yeah. Uh, whatever. Uh, either way, most like very obvious obviously going to be a bad guy from the first time we see him obviously yeah mm-hmm. he, he kind of um i was i was kind of like half enjoying the movie until his character really kind of revealed himself to be the bad guy nothing against him but i don't know it kind of got in the way and made a really convoluted plot yes um when this should have been a little more simpler i think just a thought. I don't know. No, you're absolutely right. Did you like Edward James Olmos as uh, Mike Axford? Oh, the uh, the editor. Yeah, he w- barely in it, so it's yeah. hard to uh, really comment. But uh, you know, I liked him in Dexter. Hmm. Mm, I've never seen Dexter. I can't comment on that. Mm, that's Let's too bad. Here, Tom Wilkinson, James Reed. Yeah, uh, a, a pretty crappy father. Yeah, he's a real dick. Um, sort of scrupulous morals. I mean, he, uh, he, you know, at first he was, um, he took a bribe, then I guess he stopped. I don't know, something like that. But, uh, but yeah, pretty bad father and um, allergic to bees. <laughs> Yes, yes. Yeah, if I die of uh, amoxicillin poisoning, just know I was probably murdered. All right. <laughs> just so you know. Um, Let's see. Here. Dude, Edward Furlong was in this? What the hell? Mm-hmm. Sure. Why did I... He was probably fatter. That's probably why I didn't notice him. He was very methed out. Yeah, probably. That makes sense. Uh, okay, Christoph Waltz as Benjamin Chudnovsky. Finally, I loved him. That's a bingo. Yes, this, he had fun with the role. 
He had he took the whole thing in the beginning when James Franco said to Hart about that he's not intimidating, so the whole movie he's trying to find something to make him intimidating. That was a pretty good runner. So uh, he changes his name. <laughs> he changes his name. He's not intimidating. He tries all these catchphrases. He tries to convince people that he's cool and scary. And that was a whole lot of fun. He had fun with the role. He's a great villain. He can never be a hero. Um, no. With that accent. But, uh, yeah, probably the highlight of the movie, I would say, as far as cast goes. Yeah, I would agree. Wasn't he just a good guy in a movie that I saw? I can't imagine. Maybe the Kingsman? Was he in the Kingsman? The Kingsman? The uh, Kingsman. Oh, the Kingsman. Like, uh, the one that just came out. Yeah, he was, uh... He wasn't in that one. Who was in that? A lot Damn. of people were in that. No, he wasn't yeah, in the Kingsman. Including Kick-Ass, I know. He was in No Time to Die. He was the villain in that. Mm, I wouldn't know. I don't watch Bond. Why? I just never got around to it. <sighs> There's so many of them. Where do I start? Dr. No. I'll just watch um, International Man of Mystery instead. Well, anyway, Christoph Waltz will be joining us again down the also, line. Also, Ray Fiennes is the guy who was thinking of. I was thinking of. All right. Well, yeah, yeah. Christoph Waltz will be back in eight years. On this? Mm-hmm. In eight years. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Yes, sir, he will. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir, he will. You were right. Next up, what do you want to talk about, pal? Well, there's only three. Okay. Cameron Diaz. Yep. Cameron Diaz as okay. Lenore Case. Um Well, she uh she was kind of like the uh the Alfred to these two idiots. I liked her better in the mask. I did too. Uh <laughs> it was refreshing that she didn't really they didn't do the whole dramatic kiss with anyone with her cuz she was She's kind of into Kato, but then not, and then yeah. definitely not into, uh, into, Brit. Uh, yeah, Brit. Um, so that's, that was good. Um, this will be her last appearance on the podcast, so pour one out. <laughs> yeah, RIP to a real one. Yeah, two-time appearance. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, she was, uh, she wasn't bad, uh. The the role was was, you know, her role I thought was pretty good I guess. But uh, what would you, what would she rate on the Jenny Blake standard? Even though she wasn't really a love interest. Mm, closer to Jenny Blake than uh, MJ, or pardon me, Doctor Chase Meridian. Well, MJ's not bad either. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Depending it, on which one. Well, no. What I'm saying is like. Yeah, the Mary Jane, like, she's like, if Chase Meridian, pardon me, Dr. Chase Meridian is like a 1 on the 1 to 10 scale, then MJ is probably like a 3. But yeah. enough about the this imaginary standard I've made up. Uh, no, it's very real. Maybe a six and a half, seven. Okay. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Serviceable. All right. Fair enough. Do you like Kato? Well, you know, he actually wasn't Japanese. It was Paul Diamond under a mask. 
I'm sure that's a joke that I'm missing. I thought this was actually uh, former IWGP heavyweight champion Kazuchika Okada. No, Kato, Orient Express. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't, you've never seen that? No. You have to have. Orient Express, no. It's a tag team. No. I'm sorry. Turn on the Royal Rumble 1990. (laughs) That's an oddly specific request. Well, they are in the opening match against the Rockers. You've heard of them, right? Yes, I've heard of the Rockers. It's uh, Marty Jannetty and Leaf Cassidy. No, but these the Orient Express. It's Kato and Tanaka. Tanaka yeah. was Japanese. Kato was a dude named Paul Diamond, and they just put a mask on him and said he was Japanese. Neil Diamond? No, Paul Diamond, and yeah. it was actually a hell of a match. Mm, interesting. Well, anytime I do rewatches of Royal Rumble shows, I just watch the Royal Rumble. Well, watch that opener. It's actually quite good. Uh, now it's, it's WrestleMania season. I'm not doing that, dude. Well, they never made a WrestleMania, I don't think. What a shame. Anyway, Jay Choi. Chow. Chow. He's Taiwanese, not Japanese. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, are you Chinese or Japanese? No, we're not doing we, King of the Hill. We, we're from Laos. Well, he's from Taiwan. Fair enough. And, uh, yeah, he was the, uh, look, he was the, uh, not brains of the, op- the muscle of the operation, really. I mean, he yes. invented all the cool stuff. He did all the cool fighting. Mm-hmm. He was really the backbone of this team. Yes. Uh, so I, I appreciated him. You could say he was the Shawn Michaels of the team. He really was. And, uh, yeah, he, he really carried the, the movie, I thought. He was involved in, like, the action scenes were the best uh, part of the movie. Yes. And Kato was the best person with the action scenes. So I guess Kato was the best part of the movie, even though I just said Christoph Waltz was. But I changed by, my mind. Yes, by, uh, yes. Yes, I would agree, sir. All right. Main event time, Seth Rogen. Well, this movie and Seth Rogen's performance in particular, it's scream because you know this was written by Rogen and Goldberg, who did you know Superbad and Forty Year Old Virgin and all those. It was that writing team, and you could tell it's one of those they didn't know how to dance the line of like, oh, let's spruce in the comedy, but like keep the action and. It was weird, and you could tell it in Rogan's performance, in my opinion. Yeah, because I don't think the ori- I mean, the original Green Hornet was a radio show in like the 1930s, so I wasn't around to listen to it. But I don't think it was supposed to be funny. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I know they tried to do that, the comedy, and some of it worked, some of it didn't. Uh, I mean, this was, <laughs> you know, it's funny. This probably could have been a better role for James Franco. Hmm. And then you could have done it a little more serious, had a little bit of comedy, a lot less, and maybe it would have been a better movie. Um, but, you know, people don't like James Franco. Um, I don't know. It's too bad. Oh, this was before any of that. So, I mean, it was just like, uh, hey, let's try Seth Rogen as a lead. It's funny that James Franco gets canceled, but Deshaun Watson gets traded for three first-round picks and is now the <laughs> highest-paid player in the NFL history. 
And not only that, a fully guaranteed <laughs> contract. Yeah. I yeah, know. I love it. It's like the Browns are like, we really don't want to start Baker. Well, like, we will do him. anything. We will do anything to not start Baker. I still like old James Franco. He made mistakes, probably yes, but, several. And uh... Yes, but do you like <laughs> Baker Mayfield? I'm not a Browns fan, so I don't care. But no, I never liked Baker Mayfield. He's not very good. I also don't like Baker Mayfield, but I'm a little bit biased as an Oklahoma State fan. Well, he planted the flag, or he tried to. It fell over. But he tried to plant the flag at uh, midfield of Ohio State, and now I'm laughing every time he fails. So it's called karma. Mm. So now he yeah. can go get traded to Carolina or something and then be benched for Camden yeah. again. Yeah, maybe he can go be uh, Trey Lance's backup in San Francisco. Maybe. He'll probably be signed by the time this episode drops somewhere. I would assume, because this is going to drop... Oh, by the way, guys, it is uh, Monday, March 21st, for what it's worth. Well, it's either going to be Carolina or Seattle. So This is going to drop April 13th, so you will be one year older. You'll be 37? Yeah. Yikes, dude. Bad luck. Bad luck. Hey, uh, real quick, I'm filling out this spreadsheet. What did you give Megamind? A hundred. No, seriously. <laughs> Seriously, I gave it a seven, the same as you. Okay, I forgot to write that down last week. I do apologize. Okay, that's all I needed. Alrighty. With that, with that, I think we can get into the plot, right? Um, I suppose. Yeah, let's knock this out so I can eat. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Although I am gonna eat once this is over. Oh, keep me posted on that. Oh, absolutely. Well, we open with the young Brit. Not, mm-hmm. that's his name, not a guy from Britain. Not a British guy. No, Seth Rogen. Yes. Uh, whose mom's dead and his dad is crappy. Mm-hmm. 20 years later, uh, we learn Benjamin Chudnovsky is a Blood Russian. Ch- Chudonsky? What? Yeah, he's a Russian gangster. And uh, you know those Russians, they're always up to something. Well. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Can't trust him. He pays James Franco a visit and says that he controls all of the crime in L.A., so he'll need to become his employee or close down. And he has this double-barrel pistol, which uh, this is where Franco's like, you know, his name is Chris. His last name in the movie was Clear, and he deals meth, so he's crystal clear. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, you're Chanovsky, a, a name nobody can say. You have crappy clothes. He's like, I have this gun. This is cool, right? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, Chodowski really takes this to heart. He's offended and kind of sad that no one's scared of him. But uh, he uses the double-barrel gun to uh, kill Franco's guys. He leaves, leaves his suitcase behind, and, of course, there's a bomb in the suitcase and uh, blows up James Franco, so he is out of the movie now. Shout out to your dog. Yeah, he's been barking a lot today. I don't know why. Sorry, what's his name? It's Sully. Let me get him to stop. Carry on, please. Oh, absolutely. Guys, this movie. Oh, boy. It was something. I tell you. I tell you what. Also, I'm just making a prediction here on the air. 2022 NL pennant. Braves Dodgers once again. Three Ah. years in a row. We got the best bullpen in baseball. 
our infield just got better. We could use more outfielders. Uh, really could have used Jorge Soler. But we do have Ozuna. So outfield should be fine. Ozuna's probably going to DH when Acuna comes back. It'll be interesting. Um, I would say... Apparently they, they're accusing the Yankees of spying. So I think the only fair punishment... As much as I hate to say it, I think they have to fire because the manager's not there anymore. So they would they would have to fire the general manager who was in charge at the time. And I think that would be is that, that would, yeah that would be Cashman. Is so, that a real? Yeah, they're saying they were deal, doing sign stealing. So if that's true, I hate to. They should hire or they should fire Aaron Boone too. Just to be safe. Uh, yeah. But they they should be forced to to fire Cashman. I, you know, I don't want my team to be punished, but fair is fair. I can't be a hypocrite and say that the, <laughs> the Astros shouldn't have been punished when they should have. But uh, I think it's only fair that, you know, since it happened to Houston, it should the same thing should happen to the Yankees. So they should unfortunately have to fire Cashman. Ah, that would yeah. be, that'd be what a so, shame. that would be, mm. what a shame. I would hate Either that. Way. I would so hate that if they would fire him, man. Yeah. Either way. I'm glad you got you got Sully taken care of. That's good. Yeah. Well, uh, so yeah, James Franco's blown up along with his career. Mm-hmm. Well, the other way, I guess, blown up would be good. Yes. Uh, blown down. Yeah. Oh. Well, he. Uh, da, 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 da. So anyway, uh, yeah. Brit. Meanwhile, Brit is a partier. Doesn't do much with his life, except lives off his dad's newspaper money. He's a real playboy. Mm-hmm. And uh, the next day, uh, Britt's dad dies from an allergic reaction to a bee sting. What a loser. Yep, what a loser. And then the funeral scene, you have, like, one of the worst Johnny Cash songs over it. What was it? I don't remember. I hung my head. I hung my head. That song sucks, dude. Oh, all right. Like Johnny Cash's spiritual stage right before he died, ugh, terrible. Seriously, bro, it's awful. I believe you. Give me Don't Take Your Guns to Town. Give me Boy Named Sue. Give me Folsom Prison Blues. Give me any of that. Take your Ain't No ring Grave. Ring of Fire? Yeah, ring, hell yes, Ring of Fire. Yeah. Uh, take your Ain't No Grave, take your Hung My Head, and stick them straight up your candy ass. All right, I will. Yeah. So anyway, the newspaper is left to Brit, who doesn't know anything about anything. Yeah. And we meet... It's all you, Edward James Olmos. Yeah, then we meet Cato, who was uh, recently fired. But he made Brit's coffee, so he rehires him to do that. And he shows him all this cool stuff that he made. He's like, hey, look, I have reinforced glass in one of your dad's cars. So it's like the same same thing they put in uh, Shark Tank's. Yes. Um, and then he's like, look, the tire also reinflates, which would actually be a good invention for Shark Tank. Absolutely, yeah. We should we should bring that to Shark Tank. I'll bet Mr. Wonderful would like that. Paul Orndorff? No. Okay. Uh, then we have spikes that come out of the wheel, like in Ben-Hur, which they don't think they ever used in the movie. Maybe they did. I don't remember it. Uh, so Britt and Cato... They bond, they become friends, and while out driving around, well, first they have to go decapitate the statue of his dead dad. 
Yes, of course. Because them liked him. Because he's a dick. Mm-hmm. And then they find a woman being robbed, and they try to save her. Well, actually, they do save her. Uh, Britt gets beat up pretty good, but Kato uh, beats up all these guys. He's got, like, a ability when his heart starts beating really fast. He can see, like, all the possibilities and all the, He basically you know, Quicksilver from the X-Men. Yeah, bullet time almost. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they beat the guys up. They also have a brief chase scene and escape the police. So, good for them. Good stuff, yeah. Good action. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And then, uh, back at the house, uh, Britt proposes they do this every night. Mm-hmm. And on the news, uh, the news, uh, the police make Britt and Cato out to be the bad guys. And Britt thinks this is good because everyone knows the heroes are heroes. But if they think we're villains, it gives us an edge. Which I thought was kind of interesting. It also sounds kind of stupid. Yeah, it make it they it makes sense at the very end of the movie. Yeah, but they don't actually really do anything with it throughout the movie. I mean, they kind of do, but not really. Uh, so Britt decides to take them uh, to get them to be taken seriously. Also, by the way, and I can't believe I haven't brought this up once. His disguise is terrible. Yes, it was like uh, this is this is worse. Than Alec Baldwin in The Shadow. Yeah, it's a masquerade mask. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Still your jaw and a hat. Yeah, and Seth Rogen has a very distinct face. Yes, it's a very goofy looking face. So. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Well, Britt decides, hey, in order for us to be taken seriously, we're going to be running stories on the front page of the paper, and they dubs them the Green Hornet. Cato came up with it. He wanted to say the green bee. Yeah. And the next day, they hire Lenore Case as the new secretary, but she's also as a major in criminal justice, which uh, Britt finds useful. Yes. Also, he's very attracted to her, and she is not remotely interested, and Cato even points that out. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Well, welcome to the club. Yep. Then we get a montage of them souping up the already souped-up car, and they call it the Black Beauty. So, they go out cruising to Gangsta's Paradise and roll up on some gangsters and take them all out. I did like when uh, Green Hornet, like, he wants to go question one and, you know, the guy's dead and he's like, ugh. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> uh, and they find out that they all work for Chudnovsky. They find out where they got the drugs, so they drive through the meth lab, like, through the wall. And they confront John Connor and Green Hornet gives him a card, says, give this to your boss and tell him this town belongs to me now. So he does, and Chodnowski kills John Connor, which I guess damns the future, causing Judgment Day or something. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah. meanwhile, Britt is going full steam ahead with the Green Hornet. Is a menace story. He's basically J. Jonah Jameson, his own self. <laughs> yes! I love it. Anyway, a romance between Lenore and Cato starts developing, but don't worry, it won't go anywhere. It literally goes nowhere. Yeah, this uh, this could have been cut. Because this was two hours, but it didn't need to be. No. Uh, So Lenore tells Cato she's thought about Greenhorn a lot and thinks he'll be dead in two weeks. (laughs) 
and says, I bet Chavnosky tries to make a deal with you, and then when they go up to the deal, he'll kill you. So Britt tells Kato that Chavnosky wants to make a deal. And Kato's like, oh, this is exactly what uh, Lenore said, so let's uh, not do it. And he's like, no, no, I've got a plan. Mm. So they drive in at this, uh, 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 what is it, a um, junkyard. Yep. And his plan, he keeps talking about, he's immediately, like, they're sandwiched in between these two, like, semi-trucks, and then they use a, uh, like, a bulldozer to shove them in a great, like, a giant car grave, and then they bury them alive. So his plan did not work. We didn't know what it was, but he got the, you know, they're buried now. But yeah. they escape, they fire a missile from the car, which I feel like would just get trapped in the the holster and blow up the car, but whatever. Anyway, it, they get free, and um, they run off uh, from Chavnosky and his men. They kill one of them, which was kind of funny looking. And uh, anyway, Cato's not happy with Brit because, uh, you know, they almost got killed, and he said shouldn't have even gone there, but whatever. Yeah. Back at the house, Brit and Cato, they fight. Another thing you could have cut down on. It's a very long fight scene. It's entirely an ego thing, yeah. Yeah, this was like Seth Rogen being like, I want a fight scene. Yeah. Well, I meant the plot point was like a Brit ego thing. Yeah. The only part of the fight scene I thought was entertaining was when he goes to uh, hit him with those weights. He can't pick him up because they're like those lock weights where you twist the barbell and it adds more weight and then you can just take it out of the holder. Yeah. That yeah. was good. But also, yeah. it's worth Kato can't swim. Yeah, th- like I said, this fight scene goes on forever. I don't understand. That, by the way, did that come back into the film? No. Like Kato potentially drowning or anything? No. Mm. I thought it might yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, but Britt saves him. I don't. Here's what I don't get. It's he throws thing... him floaty, is what he does, man. Yeah. I... It's one thing to not know how to swim, but. I feel like anybody should be able to wade in a pool, at least keep your head above water. I was going to say, yeah, I can't really swim, but I can wade. Yeah, who drowns in a swimming pool? Unless you, like, bang your head, but, like... Yeah, exactly. Or you're four. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. Uh, Britt fires Kato and Lenore. Chodnowski also puts a million-dollar bounty on Green Hornet. So there's a big killing spree of anyone who wears green. So, bad day for St. Patrick's Day. Bad day for the, uh... Was it the Grove Street Ballas, or was it the other group in San Andreas? I can't remember. I think it was the Ballers. Let me take a look. No, I don't remember. It was definitely a Los Santos gang. Luckily, there's no green sports teams in L.A. Let's see here. Is there not? No. Are you making a joke? No, there's not. The, Cl- okay. or the uh, L.A. Clippers are red, white, and blue. The Lakers are green and – or uh, not green, uh, purple and gold. And then the Dodgers the ball- are blue. The, the ballers are purple, dude. All right. By the way. Well, the – yeah, the Dodgers are blue and white. The Angels are red and white. And, uh, the, well, the Chargers weren't there, and neither were the Rams. So, yeah. Did I miss mm-hmm. any teams? No. Galaxy. They're white and blue. Mm, fair enough. 
Yeah. USC is, uh, you know, UCLA. No, no green. Nope. You're I guess right. if you were a visiting fan from Oakland at a Angels game, you might get killed. Exactly. Exactly. But that that would happen regardless. <laughs> True. That has happened. Well, it was Giants, so. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, yeah, that's more of a San Francisco-Oakland thing, but yeah. Oh, no, the Giants fan was stabbed in the Dodgers parking lot. Yikes, dude. Oh, yeah, that did happen. That yeah. Did happen. <laughs> of course it happened. It's L.A. Yeah, it's, it's Chavez Ravine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but either way. So Britt feels responsible for all of this, which I must I, – this is what I wrote. I, I said this is the most unrealistic part of the movie where the media feels bad for pushing fear. Oh, exactly, yeah. <laughs> like, no, they would not. That's what they do. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so – but Britt feels bad for pushing all this fear and dealing <laughs> with the consequences. Uh, yeah. So meanwhile, the DA Scanlon – I know we haven't talked about him because he hadn't done much. <laughs> Not hardly. Yeah. He's like, hey, hey, I know your dad's dead. If you need anything, let me know. Yeah. A.K.A. Also, Red Guardian. That, if you see a little girl with a shaved head, just ignore her. You're dreaming. Yeah. So, yeah, Red Guardian, he shows up and uh, tries to bribe Britt to downplay crime in the city to help his reelection. Mm-hmm. Uh, turns out his dad took the bribe, but Britt won't. Maybe maybe uh, Scanlon should just do a better job. <laughs> I agree. I think that's the move. Do so, the work. Yeah. So Britt goes to Lenore for help, tells her he'll rehire her, like twice the salary, but he needs help with Scanlon. Meanwhile, Chudnovsky rebrands himself Bloodnovsky because, <laughs> uh, you know, he really took what Franco said to heart. Yeah. Scanlon then has... Um, has uh, Britt to dinner, again offers him the bribe, but this time Britt records him. So Britt then pieces it together that Scanlon was working with Chudnovsky. Uh, <laughs> this part I thought was funny. He's like, I'm going to do the thing that Cato does and piece everything together. And he thinks about everything. He's like, okay, so uh, Scanlon's working with Chudnovsky so that he could do what he wanted as long as the media didn't report on the crime. So the people would think that he's doing a great job. Also, Scanlon killed my dad. And then Scanlon's just like, what were you standing there for five minutes just staring? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was good. Yeah. He was uh, not as quick as Cato on that. No, not nearly. Uh, So, yeah, Scanlon, um, he's like, yes, I killed your dad. He was not uh, stung by a bee. He was poisoned uh, with whatever comes out of a you know, in a bee sting. Oh, hey, outro, Poison by Belle Biv DeVoe. What happened to Gangsta's Paradise? Either one works. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Scanlon then uh, brings in Cato to kill Brit, but of course he doesn't, and uh, I guess this helped because uh, Scanlon thought Cato was a villain. So. Also like Cato, like, basically just waving the gun to, to motion like, hey, move. Yeah. Caught that too, um, but of course Cato can't kill his friend. Yeah, no, no way he was going to. Uh, so Britt and Cato get away as Bloodnovsky and Scanlon follow them. Uh, Britt wants to get back to the newspaper to upload the conversation to the internet to expose yes. Scanlon. 
but they got the flash drive. Uh, it's funny. In uh, just a few short years, you could have recorded it from your phone and uploaded it on the car right over. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So they make it to the newspaper after, I thought, a pretty good chase scene and are out in the warehouse where the paper is made, and they make it there, they take the car, they drive the car into the elevator, the elevator goes up, cuts the car in half, so they drive the front of the car uh, <laughs> around the office where all the people write, and uh, they're like running over all of the bad guys. Um, it's kind of like what sometimes I do in Warzone when you get the ATV and you just drive inside building and run people over. It's a lot of fun, so it reminded me of that. And then, uh, so Britt uploads the flash drive to the internet. Well, he's trying to, as Cato uh, takes out the remaining bad guys. Bloodnowski is about to kill Cato when Cato gets his like leg stuck under a table, and uh, Britt's at the computer, upload the drive, and there's nothing on it. Oh no, did he do it wrong? I don't know. Oh no. <laughs> It's not really explained. <laughs> uh, so then uh, Hornet... Why did I write just Hornet? <laughs> Green Hornet tries to save Kato, but uh, really only just causes a distraction, allows Kato to get free. He then stabs... This was good. He took two like legs of a wooden chair, stabs them into uh, Blodnowski's eyes. <laughs> um, Dude. Which didn't kill him, just hurt a lot, and then something, I think, fell on him, and then he died. Hmm. Or maybe they shot him. I don't remember, but he's dead. R.I.P. to a real one. Mm -hmm. So the police come in, and Scanlan tells them to arrest the Green Hornet. Um, so the police are still in the impression that Scanlan's good. The uh, Hornet and Cato, they hop into their half car, and <laughs> they drive over Scanlan, smash through the wall. They use the ejector seats, which they made a big deal of in the movie. Like, we should have ejector seats. Yep. And he added them. And then they kind of, like, parachute down to Lenore's house as uh, Scanlan, you know, dies because he fell out of, like, a 50-story building. Yeah. Uh, they get to Lenore's house. Britt was shot in the shoulder, and they're going to try to take it out. But he uh, he's like, no, I, I can't do this. We're going to have to go to a hospital. Like, if you go to a hospital, they're going to ask questions. So the next day, they had a pretty clever plan. Yes, they did. Uh, Britt makes a speech. He gives like a half-hearted tribute to Scanlan. And then Cato comes by. He's like, the Green Hornet sends his regards, shoots Britt with a blank, so now they can go to the hospital and have the bullet removed properly. Uh, later, Green Hornet and Cato, uh, they go out, they weld the head of the statue back on, and roll credits. <laughs> Full of a crooked. Yeah, a little crooked, and... Uh, no, uh, no sequel. This was a, a one and done. Mm-hmm. What a shame. I really wanted that sequel. Eh, I could give or take. I'm joking. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, whatever. It's, uh, look, it got me, uh, action, so I'm not gonna complain. But I'm not gonna let that affect the score. No siree. Mm -hmm. I, I will give this, what did the critics and fans, they were in the fours, right? Yes. Um, I will give it a five and a half. Okay. I think reviewing it and, like, um, examining certain scenes, like, the sum is greater than the parts. There's a lot of action scenes, which I liked, 
there's a lot of comedy, which I thought was funny. But when you add it all together, it was kind of a miss. But, you know, this would be like a good movie to watch. Um, like, you know, YouTube will like upload two, three minute clips of, of movies. Yes. Like, this would be good for that. Like, like here's like, the best scenes from Green you know. Hornet. <laughs> and if you if you do that and then skip, uh, I don't know, like the love scenes, which didn't go anywhere. You skip the uh, the Scanlan plot points, which didn't. I, mean, I can't say it didn't go anywhere, but it wasn't anything. Eh. And then you skip the uh, super long fight scene. That was not a great action scene, but the super yeah. long fight scene with Kato. I don't think it's too bad, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, we'll go five and a half. Yeah, uh, this would be what a lot of people would call mid. It wasn't awful. I was expecting awful, I'm going to be honest with you. And I'm going to give this a very uh, earned five, actually. Um, again, like I said, I felt it like danced a weird comedy action line, but it didn't dance it well. And that's why it's getting a five and not anything higher than that. But, yeah, folks, that is uh, that is the Green Hornet. Join us again next week when you fire up, I don't know, some type of rental service. Because you can rent the movie Super for $4, be it on Apple TV or Amazon Prime Video, Google, YouTube, whatever you choose to rent this on. Four dollars. I thought we were done with this, but I guess this is between streaming services. Just bad timing on, uh, I don't know, the end of, of life, I guess. I'm going to try yeah. for the library. I'm going to see. Yeah. If I need not, a library I, card. Well, Eddie, I will tell you. Well, first off, you need to make sure you return Tropic of Cancer. Uh, second, <laughs> if, uh, if you can't. Uh, just let me know. I will give you the password to whatever I rent this on, so that way... Well, Netflix we can... doesn't like you sharing passwords. Well, it's not going to be on Netflix, stupid. True. Well, I will say this. Um, my, I took the library card buried deep in the wallet, very dirty and gross, and yeah, exactly. uh, typed in my, you know, uh, the number on the card, and uh, it was not found. So, apparently my card is very out of date, which uh, was not surprising. I think I got it when I moved back to Columbus in 03. So, uh, don't think it uh, works anymore. So, I'm going to try and see if that'll work, since uh, no more family video. But, uh, hey, we'll uh, we'll try and get uh, Super with Rain Wilson making the podcast debut. And Kevin Bacon. Yeah, we're going... We're going from uh, we're going from Seth Rogen to Dwig. Did you say De- uh, Kevin Bacon? Uh huh. Or his twin brother Devin Bacon? What? No, it's Kevin Bacon. He doesn't have a twin brother named Devin. No, why would you think that? I don't know. You never heard that rumor? No. Okay, fair I've enough. I've heard the rumor that Pete uh, Carroll has a twin, but he doesn't. Is, is his name Skeet? <laughs> no. Okay, let's get out of here. I'm going to quote Chudnovsky when I say, You say I'm boring. I have a double-barrel gun. Is that boring?
I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. Cause I've been blasting and laughing so long that even my mama thinks that my mind is gone. But I ain't never crossed a man that didn't deserve it. Me be treated like a punk, you know that's unheard of. You better watch how you're talking and where you're walking. Or you and your homies might be lying in chalk. I really hate the trip, but I gotta lope. As they croak, I see myself in the pistol smoke. Fool, I'm the kind of cheater little homies wanna be like on my knees in the night, saying prayers in the street light. situation they got me facing i can't live a normal life i was raised by the shit so i gotta be damn with the hood team too much television watching got me chasing dreams i'm an educated fool with money on my mind got my tin in my hand and a gleam in my eye i'm a low out gangster set tripping banker and my homies is down so don't arouse my anger fool death ain't nothing but a heartbeat away i'm living life do or die what can i say I'm 23 now, but will I live to see 24? The way things are going, I don't know. And the power, minute after minute, hour after hour, everybody's running. But half of them ain't looking what's going on in the kitchen. But I don't know what's cooking. They say I got to learn, but nobody's here to teach me. If they can't understand it, how can they reach me? I guess they can't, I guess they won't, I guess they front. That's why I know my life is out of love.